Thanks for tuning in to this week's message. For more information, you can go to connectionschurch.church or follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Well, if you don't feel the presence of the Lord here today, you better check your feeler. Amen? I'm telling you what, you better dial in to the station because you're missing out if you ain't getting it. So welcome again today. We are so glad to see every one of you here. And those of you that are joining us live via uh, our, our feed, uh, welcome as well. And this morning, if you would take your handouts in your hands, grab a pen or pencil, something to write with. On one side, it's a great place to take some notes. Somebody told me before church, I need some notebook paper. That's just not enough room to take the notes that I need to take today. Amen. You got to like that kind of heart. Some of you are half asleep right now, and you don't even know what note-taking is all about. But wake up, grab a pen, get your outlines out, jump in with us. We are in week two of a study entitled what? Living the bold life. I don't know about you, man, but I like to live bold. I like to live out there. And we're challenging everybody who calls themselves Christ followers to realize who they are and what God has called us to. So week two of our study is called Living the Bold Life, and we're jumping into bold talking. Today we seem to have a lot of crazy talk all around us. Would you agree with that? A lot of people just talking out of their heads. They don't make sense. I mean, they're just out there. And, and today also we have a lot of smack talk. Now, I remember growing up playing ball. It was prevalent on, on the ball field or on, on the basketball court. We like to talk junk to each other. Anybody remember that? Some of you still do that. But now it's kind of spread everywhere. People are just talking smack everywhere they go. Now, some of you, this you're not even going to know what I'm talking about, but way back in the late 70s and early 80s, there was this thing called jive talking. I'm not going to try to dance or do any of that crazy stuff because I don't want to. I don't want to put you through that torture. But there's been all kind of talk going on. But what we desperately need today is a whole lot more of Jesus talking. Right? Well, come on, right? Wake up over here, wake up over there. We need a lot more Jesus talking because there's so much stuff going through the airwaves right now that's not about God. And, and, and today, bold Christian talk is frowned upon. Our PC society has deemed speaking about our Christian faith, our Lord and Savior, as hate speech. But that's no surprise, right? I mean, Franklin Graham was apparently banned from Facebook because of his faith talking. Quarterback Drew Brees just this past week was chastised for talking about his faith in Jesus Christ and, and simply encouraging kids to take their Bibles to church. And people were against that. Tim Tebow's been suffering for years trying to make a stand for Jesus and his faith, and, and he's been ridiculed and criticized for years and years and years because of it. Listen, folks, we are becoming the minority when it comes to freedom of speech and being able to say and declare what we want. Just speaking up about your faith in Jesus Christ makes you a target, right? That's what we're dealing with. Tragically, this whole disease of politically correctness, soft-speaking thing has overflowed into the church world as well. And so lots of people today will say things like, you know, I don't want to offend anybody. I don't want to speak too boldly about my faith. So one of the most common mindsets today in the church world is instead of speaking about your faith in Jesus Christ, you're just going to let your life be a witness, right? Have you, have you heard that lately? Have you, have you said that lately? I'm just going to let my actions be a witness, which sounds good and quite honestly is a great place to start because hands down, we do want our life to be a witness, right? 
But there are times when we shouldn't just let our lives be a witness, but we should let our words be a witness as well and speak boldly. Reason why is simply number one on your outline there, there is power in proclamation. Now, we all know that the old saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me is what? Is wrong. Because words are incredibly powerful. Spoken words and declarations are truly powerful and can change lives for the good and for the bad. The Bible actually says that life and death are found in the power of where? In the tongue, we can speak life or we can speak death. We can frame our world by the words that we declare and say on a daily basis. I, I guarantee you, try this little experiment. If you get up tomorrow and you say to yourself, self, it's going to be a great day today. I guarantee you the odds that you have a good day are incredibly higher because you are speaking that. Now, I'm not talking about this name it, claim it, blab it, grab it stuff. I'm talking about using your words to frame your world. I'm talking about truly believing that you have the power to say, you know what? God is with me, and if he's with me, who can be against me? And I can't have a bad day because every day with Jesus is a great day. Come on, church. It's a great day. There's power in proclamation. That's what we see in our text here in Acts chapter 4 as we continue from last week. Peter and John knew this, so they were proclaiming and preaching the truth of God's word to the city that they were in, and thousands of people were surrendering to Christ. And what that tells us is today... 2019, that the church must rise up boldly and continue to proclaim the truth that is God's word. And that is exactly why Jesus told us in his parting words known as the Great Commission when he went away into heaven after the resurrection for us to go into all the world and mime the gospel, right? To go into all the world and portray the gospel, right? What was that, Don? I can't even believe you can hear me way back there as old as you are, but I'm excited about that. That's a miracle. Don's 120 years old and still hears me back there. It must be the miracle here. We got him last year for Christmas. Use your words. Preach, proclaim. That is the great commission Jesus said. And he didn't just say, all you preachers and all you evangelists and all you teachers, you go into all the world and you proclaim, you preach, you teach, you declare the God. No. This commission is for everyone who calls themselves Christian. Here's what I want to say again. Use your words. Because God's word spoken with the anointing of the Holy Spirit changes people and it changes things and it changes situations. Proclamation is powerful, and it's important, and it's not optional when it comes to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen? It's not an option. He didn't say, if you feel like it, if you want to, if the mood hits you, if whatever the conditions are great, then you go out and preach the gospel to all the world. No, he didn't say that. He just said, go preach to everyone, period. Not a choice, not an option, not a suggestion or a recommendation. It is a commandment, a commission. But it seems like too many people want to opt out these days. 30-something years I've been hearing, well, Pastor, I can't. I don't really speak well. I, I, I'm not good with words. It's just not my gifting. It's not, not my thing. Guess what? If you have a voice, if you love Jesus, it's your thing. It's your thing, baby. Do what you want. Sorry, it just hit me. That doesn't really fit, but it's your thing. Would you turn to tell somebody right now, it's your thing, too? It's just not Scott, Robert, Joseph, Terry, not those guys, all of us. 
So don't let anything stop you from speaking God's word and the good news to everyone that you can. You are ambassadors. You are God's plan for spreading the gospel. You, 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 every one of us in this room and outside of this room who knows Jesus Christ personally, we are called to speak up for him. And when it boils down to it, secondly on your outline, we speak boldly about what we believe strongly, right? In the book of Acts, the, there were so many verses about New Testament Christians who believed strongly that Christ was not dead. He came back to life. He resurrected. He's alive and well. But, but there were so many verses that talk about that they believed that with all their hearts, and it radically changed who they were from the inside out. And that's, that's the reality of it. When we get a hold of it, when we truly believe that Jesus is who he said he is, and he's done what he said he did, and he's going to do what he said he's going to do in the future to come, then guess what? When we believe that with all of our hearts, just like you believe that chair was going to hold your weight this morning when you plop down in it and you don't have a doubt whatsoever, then something happens inside of you where you've got to speak up. You've got to live up. You've got to be a, a changed person from the inside out. Tons of scriptures here, but I'm just give you three really quick out, out of Acts, Acts uh, chapter 9, verse 28. It was about Saul. He said, if you remember, Saul was the guy who used to persecute Christians and even take their lives. And after he'd been transformed by Christ, the Bible tells us in Acts 9, 28, that Saul moved freely in Jerusalem, speaking boldly in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I love that, speaking boldly, not timid, not afraid, not ashamed, not kind of half-heartedly. No, he spoke out boldly. And then in Acts chapter 14, 3, we see where Paul and Barnabas spent considerable time there in Jerusalem speaking boldly for the Lord again. In Acts chapter 4, 31, it says, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. That's just three out of countless verses in God's word that tells us that we can't be timid. We can't hold back. We can't just be half-hearted about who we are in Christ Jesus. No, we need to rise up and understand that Jesus is the most important thing in the world entirely. Nothing else compares with who he is. With Peter and John, they did their bold preaching. The religious and city leaders were asking, what are we going to do with these men? Everybody living in Jerusalem, get that in your word there. In this passage out of Acts chapter 4, verses 16 down through 20. It said, everybody living in Jerusalem knows they have done an outstanding miracle when the, when the guy was healed. And they said, we cannot deny it in verse 16. Basically, they're saying, we don't really believe it, but we can't deny it happened. I love that. Verse 17, but to stop this thing from spreading any further among the people, we must warn these men to speak no longer to anyone in the name of Jesus. And then they called them in again and commanded them not to speak or to teach at all in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John replied in verse 19, judge for yourselves whether it's right in God's sight to obey you rather than God. Verse 20, but we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and what we have heard. Let me ask you that in your life. Are you at a point where you can't help but to talk about who Jesus is to you and what he's done for you? You're at a point that you just, it just shut up inside of you and he's just brewing in there and, and it's got to get out. You know what I'm saying? You ever had something do that to your life where you just saw maybe it was an injustice happening, maybe somebody was bullying a kid in school or, or somebody messed somebody at your workplace and something inside of you says, that's not right. Just something rises up and you say, I can't help it. I've got to say something. I've got to do something. I've got to spring into action here. 
Well, this is exactly what happened with Peter and John and the rest of the disciples. They knew what they knew what they knew, and that was they killed Jesus. But on the third day, he rose again, and he sent them out into the world to change the world with the gospel of his love and peace and salvation. And this is what they did with it. They went and ran with it and told everybody they could, guess what Jesus did for us? And what he does for us, he, he will do it for you. And so these guys, these city officials, these religious leaders are trying to keep them quiet. And they, they called them out and said, don't say anything else about this Jesus. And they knew, like we talked about last week, it could mean their death. But you know what? They said, whether it's right or wrong, we, we can't help but talk about our Savior. They would not be shut up. Listen, folks, I'm telling you, this is how this is going to play out when we believe so strongly. When we believe in that manner, it's there in your outline, we can't help but to speak boldly to ourselves or to myself, as it would be put. Sometimes we have to preach to ourselves like David did. You, you ever done that? First Samuel 30, verse 6, it says, And David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. Sometimes we just got to preach to ourselves, reminding ourselves of who God is and all he is for me. Now, it would be great. I know some of you have walked out of this room on Sunday morning thinking, man, I wish I could have just Pastor Rob and Pastor Scott just hanging out with me all week. I wish they could just go with me to work and, and, and go home with me from work and, and hang out in my house and just, just encourage me and preach to me and pump me up and, and get me excited about Jesus 24-7. I mean, I wouldn't even want to sleep. I'd just like to stay up all night and just listen to their encouragement and their, their, their words from the Lord and, and, and breaking down God's word for me. That would be awesome, right? I know some of you have said that, right? Thought that maybe. Don, here's Don again. They let him out of the rest home one time a month, and he comes here and just goes crazy. Okay. You haven't said that. You haven't thought that. But sometimes you feel like you need that. Sometimes when it's Thursday and it's already been a, a super long week and you battled a lot of stuff, and you're like, man, I'm drained and, and life is hitting me and the enemy's coming at me from all sides and, and I just don't know if I'm going to be able to make it till tomorrow and, and I'm so discouraged right now and things haven't went like I hoped they would and, and you need some encouragement, then do what David did. you got to sometimes look at yourself in the mirror and maybe not even if a mirror's around, you just got to say, self, I belong to the king. I am a child of the Father, and he is in me, and greater in he is he that is in me, like I said a moment ago, than he that's in this world. And I'm going to be encouraged because my God reigns, and my God has me in the I can do all things through him. You've got to preach to yourself sometime. You've got to declare God's word to yourself if you're overwhelmed, if you're afraid, if you're anxious, if, if whatever's going on. Stop. Preach to yourself. If you're being tempted by the things of this world, to fall into sin, to, to jump into some things you know you should not be doing, then you get a hold of yourself. Sometimes you have to kind of take yourself by the shirt and say, self, stop that. Get that thought out of your head. The Bible says there's no temptation that's come to man where God hasn't made a way of, there you go, about five of you know that, a way of escape that you don't have to give in. Sometimes you got to preach to yourself and declare to yourself the truth of God's word. Because we believe so strongly, we can't help but encourage others. I'm telling you, I believe with all my heart that the body of Christ, us Christians, should hands down be far and away the most encouraging people on the face of this planet. Amen? 
You should say to those around you what God is putting in your heart. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 13, we are told to encourage one another. How often? The Bible says encourage one another daily, every single day. As long as it's called day, you should be encouraging each other using God's word to lift others up around you. Listen, I'm standing here talking to you today because so many people encourage me to keep on going. When, when, when life dealt me a bad hand, when everything looked hopeless, when, when my church kicked me out before and said, we don't want your services here anymore, no longer needed and stuff, and I was out thinking, man, the whole world's been pulled out from under me. It's over with. I might as well go and do something else. People kept coming by. People kept calling me. People kept texting me saying, Robert, here's what they would say. God is not through with you yet. Don't give up. God has great plans ahead. He's going to restore to you what you have been losing in this, this time of your life. He's going to give it back in even greater measures than you can imagine. I'm going to tell you something. When I was about to give up, those, those words of encouragement kept coming and kept coming and kept coming. And I was like, Lord, Lord, I got to hold on to that. I'm going to tell you, I believe that, that today, right here this morning, that, that when, we, when we finish up here in a few minutes and you start to leave this place, I truly believe in my heart of hearts that some of you aren't even going to be able to get out the doors, that God's going to put somebody on your heart in this very room and before you leave this facility, you're going to go to them and say, hey, I, I may not even know you. We may have never met before, but God put something on my heart to encourage you today in this way. And you're going to run over to them, and you're going to give them that and say, hey, I just want to share with you what God's put on my heart for you, that he has a plan for you. That he knows you by name, whatever it may be. I don't know, but I believe that. I believe we're going to become known as one of the greatest encouraging churches that there is because we're taking serious the declaration of God's word to ourselves and to others. We should be the most encouraging people in the world. Don't give up. That's a word of encouragement today. Don't give up. Maybe it's a marriage situation, relationship. Maybe it's an addiction battle, as Pastor Joseph mentioned just a few moments ago. Whatever it is that you're walking through right now, that you're battling right now, do not give up. Maybe it's a health situation, a crisis in your health. I don't know. But I want to encourage you in God's word to not give up. And then one of the toughest ones, if we believe strongly, we can't help but to lovingly correct others. And you might be thinking, man, <laughs> I don't do well with confrontation. I don't do well with conflict. Are you hearing me this morning? Listen to what God's word says in Proverbs 27, 6. It tells us that wounds from a friend can be trusted. Wounds from a friend can be trusted. Here's how that plays out. You might say it's not in my nature to confront. I don't enjoy it any at all, and, and, and most of us do not enjoy that. But sometimes it's needed. Do we not do that with our children? Do we not do that when they want to run out and play in the street when there's cars coming and stuff, and when they want to put their hand on a little hot burner and, you know, when they're not doing their homework, instead they're sneaking and playing the, the video game? Do we not lovingly correct them? Do we not go to them and say, hey, this is not what you're going to do, but this is how you're, you're going to do, this is what you're going to do, and, and, and we help them understand what's happening? When we see our brother or sister erring and, and straying off and heading down a dangerous road, is it not up to us to go to them and say, hey, guess what? You're in crisis, man, S situations right now. You may not even see it happening in your life, but I see these things happening because I love you enough. I'm going to come to you and not just talk about how great everything is, but I want to talk to you about the hard things because I am your brother in Christ. Now, I'm going to tell you something. Be prepared. Because when you have to do that, it will not always be received very well. 
years ago in this very church, some people who used to be here, one guy and another guy got into it and they were arguing about something and having conflict. And I went to the, to the one guy first and I talked to him. I said, look, this isn't right. Can't be doing that. That's not who we are as, as God's people and blah, blah, blah. And he looked at me and said, you know what the problem is? I said, yeah, but I'm, I want to hear what you think it is. Well, here's the problem. He's never wrong, and I'm always right. I said, see you. Have a good day. No chance. But I went in love, and I presented what God put on my heart. Listen, folks, we got to love people enough to tell them the truth, to speak loving words of correction when needed. And then lastly, in that section, I can't help. When I believe strongly enough, I can't help but to lead you to Jesus Christ. Peter and John said, for we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard in Jesus. I can't help it. This is what the disciples said. You can beat us. You can lock us up. You can threaten to kill us. But we will not stop pointing you to Jesus Christ and declaring his name and his truth and his gospel. We can't help it. We're just going to do it. You can't talk us out of it. It's never, ever, ever going to stop. People ask me sometimes, man, Robert, do you really always? Give, give people an opportunity every week when you preach to come to Jesus Christ to, to, to repent of their sins and, and follow him. And I say, absolutely, I do. You better believe I do. Every single week I do that because that is the most important thing that we can ever do as a people and as a church is to present opportunity to surrender to Christ. Some people might say, well, why do you do that every time? Because I grew up in a church where, where I heard the gospel, but I didn't really understand the gospel. I, I had a head knowledge of God, but not a heart relationship. And, and, and here's what we need to understand. When you've seen what I've seen, when you've heard what I've heard, when you've lived where I've lived, just like you have, and God has come in and transformed your life and forgiven you of all the junk that I was a part of and all the junk that you were a part of. When he's brought life to a dead situation, let, let me hear you this morning, church. When he's brought life to a dead situation, we were dead in our trespasses and our sins is what the word of God declares. And when he brings life in us from that situation, we cannot help but to declare the goodness of God and tell the world what he's done for me, he's wanting to do for you. Salvation is available to every single person. I don't know, I care if you're trapped in lust and greed and lies and in whatever it is. Jesus is here to set us free. And I will declare that not only every weekend, every Sunday, but every day of my life. Others of you are like, man, chill out a little bit. Why, why are you excited? I mean, we just came to church today, just supposed to be kind of fun and light and a little motivational. Here's the deal, church. If you don't speak boldly, if you don't speak boldly, if you don't get excited about it, then I believe it's because you don't believe deeply. That it's not down in you, in your guts. <laughs> you you got you to gotta have that. If you don't believe deeply because when you believe deeply, I'm telling you, you can't live for the lower things of this world. You can't be like the, the stinking world around us selling out the material things and there's just something in you. You've got to make a difference. You're not going to always just let your life be a witness because sometimes it's just, it's just such a great opportunity. You can't keep it to yourself. You've got to say who he is. You've got to declare it with your words, what he's done, what he's doing, because you cannot stop talking about what we've seen, what we've heard. We speak boldly about what we believe deeply, right, church? And again, for those of you who say, well, that's just not me. It's a, 
I know men, grown men, that you never hear anything come out of their mouths. You walk by them, maybe in church, maybe at the office, maybe, maybe in the neighborhoods. Hey, John, how's it going? That's it. Become football season, the mute speak. I mean, it's like miracles happen. Like, man, did you see the pants? How bad they are? Blah, blah, blah. You're like, John, that's enough, bro. I didn't even know you could talk. Maybe that's their thing, but man, they can talk. It's got to be something that lights up their, their life and, and flips that switch in them. What about some of you? I know it's the Krispy Kreme hot light. Never hear anything from you all week, but man, you ride by Krispy Kreme there on Franklin Boulevard and that light's blaring. You're like, man, I got I to gotta tell somebody, hey, guess what? The, the light's on. We got to make a mad rush. I'm going in. How many dozen you want? Blah, 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 blah. Like, hi, whoa, whoa, time out. Some of you ladies, it might be shopping. I won't even go down that road. You just know what I'm talking about. Some of you don't hear a word from you except about your soap operas. Then you want to talk all day about the misguiding light. You know, what happened to John and Sally and Sue? And but I just got to ask again, what about Jesus? Has he done anything at all for you? Does he mean anything at all to you? There was a song back in the late 70s. How many of you were alive in the late 70s? Let me see your hands. Me just barely, but I was. <laughs> a guy by the name of Don Francisco. You ever heard of that cat? Yeah. Looked like Jim Croce. He had that big old mustache, played guitar. He sang a song, I got to tell somebody. Got to tell somebody, got to tell somebody what Jesus did for me. I got to tell somebody, got to tell somebody what Jesus did for me. That's all I know of it. But man, that stuck with me. I mean, it's like 2019. That was like in the Stone Ages, and I'm still remembering got to tell somebody. Why? Because that's the truth. That is the truth. When you're infected with Jesus, <laughs> when you caught the plague of Jesus Christ living in your life, and you're, you're diseased, and you're eat up with him and his love, and his life, I mean, he gives us abundant life. We've talked about that a thousand times at this church in the last 10 years. Not just mediocre living, just settling for, for half-hearted stuff and, and lukewarm crap. No, he gives us abundant life, the full life in him. He's paid for all of our sins. Everything's covered. One day when we get called to stand before God, we get to say, Jesus got my back. I'm clean because of him. Was I perfect? No, not even close, but guess what? Jesus covered my sins completely. And I stand before you, Father, as your child because of that. And when God, through his son Jesus, has done all of that and so much more, I could even take days and days and days and tell you all of it for you and for me. How dare we not speak up? How dare we not use our words? I mean, that's what we tell little little toddlers, right? They come in, you're like, oh, focus. Use your words. <laughs> tell me what's going on. I just feel like the church has gotten so lost with all that babbling and other stuff that don't even matter. Here's what I want to say. Use your words to tell a lost and dying world that Jesus loves them and he came just for them to save their lives. Use your words. The last thing here on the outline is simply this. You've got a voice. Use it. 
Use it for God's kingdom. Use it. Use it to bring people to Christ. Use it constantly. Peter and John, again, going back, said they could not stop speaking about Jesus. What, what the old prophet Jeremiah said in his writings in Jeremiah chapter 20, verse 8, he said this, Then I said, I will not make mention of him being God, nor speak any more in his name. Jeremiah was going through a crisis. He was struggling. He had been preaching and declaring the, the prophecies of God that God gave him, and the people were just not responding. The people were just turning a cold shoulder, kind of like today in a lot of places. And Jeremiah was dealing with this crisis, and he said, I just resolved to myself, I'm done. I'm done. I'm not even going to mention his, his name. I'm not going to speak anymore in his name. Then he goes on and says, but, don't you love those buts? Got to be careful how you say that, but you know what I'm saying, this right context here. But his word, listen to me, church. His word was in my heart like a burning fire shut up in my bones. I was weary of holding it back, and I could not any longer. God, get us to that point as your people, that your word is such as a fire inside of us. It's raging. And we, we, even if we tried to hold it back, even if we tried to keep our mouths closed, God, we can't do it. We've got to say something. We've got to tell somebody. We've got to proclaim. We've got to preach. We've got to declare. We've got to share. We've got to speak up as your people, along with living a life that's a testimony. Because we want our actions to match our words and our words to match our actions. Speak up and speak out and speak to a lost world that desperately needs to hear the good news. Don't try to disqualify yourself like Moses did when God called him to speak to Pharaoh. And he said, I'm not eloquent of speech. I, I stutter. I I can't get the words out like I want to. God said, I don't care. You're the man. I created your words, your, your, your mouth, your tongue, your body. Trust me with this. You get that this morning? Whatever you've discounted yourself for, disqualified yourself for up to this point right here, trust me. Let God have it. Be amazed at what he will do with a willing vessel. Moses went. He spoke to the most powerful man on the face of the earth at that time. And God showed up and brought deliverance. That's, that's the crux of this message this morning. You show up, you speak into your neighbor's life. You speak into your family member's life. You speak into your co-worker's life. You speak into your fellow students' lives. The words of God, coupled with the anointing of God, it, uh, partnered with the, the power of God's Holy Spirit, and you watch what God will do in you and through you to those people that you're speaking to. If, if you will just use your words and speak up. Now, I'm not talking about everybody in here going out this afternoon and tomorrow and doing what I've just done. Because frankly, it'd be a little weird at your workplace. Might be what God has for you, I don't know. But, but what I am talking about is saying, hey, John, I couldn't help but overhearing that having some trouble at home with your wife and things are, are pretty tough. So 
I, I just want you to know that, that I'm praying for you, and, and God can help you with that. And, and man, he loves you guys, and I know a lot's at stake. And I just want to encourage you that Jesus can still work miracles. It's about when, when somebody's struggling in her health and you speaking up, when somebody feels confused and fear and anxiety is gripping their lives, and you say, hey, man, hey, I know what that's like. Ten years ago, you won't believe it, but I, I was in such a bad place, I could not, could not even leave my house. And you know what I did? I opened up the Bible one day, and I started looking through the pages of God's Word, and I started seeing what God said about me and, and to me and, and how he created me and how he, he wants us to cast our cares on him because he cares for us and that, that we're not meant to carry these heavy burdens, that, that he will be our burden bearer. He'll, he'll say, hey, just put it on my back. I'll carry it. You live free. You live in peace. You let all that go. And man, I'm telling you what, I began to act on that. From when I was reading that, it just jumped off the page, and I said, okay, Lord, I don't really know how to do this, but I believe you can help me do this because you said this to me, and you invited me to do that. So it's about doing that, church. What if all 200-something of us just decided to do that this week? We started living that way. Well, we spoke up about Christ. We spoke up about how he's changing our lives. We spoke up about the Bible study. We are involved with our Connect group on Tuesday night and, and how God showed up. And, and, and one of our members was having a real tough week. And, and we just surround them in prayer. And we began to, to encourage them and, and pray over them. And God showed up. And, man, there's something broke inside of them. And, and they went out of here. And, man, they were free and whole and, and, and a new person in Jesus. What if we... What if we just lived the gospel? What if we took it to heart to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature? What if we just did that? What if we just put aside all the I can'ts and started believing the I can's that Jesus says to us? I can talk to my friend. I can talk to my neighbor. I can talk to my family. I can talk to my wife and my husband. I've been afraid to even share anything with them. I've been afraid to even pray with them or in front of them or anything like that. But I can't. I've got a voice. I've got a fire burning inside of me. And I can speak up for Christ. After all he's done for me, it's the least. Look, think of it's the least that we can do for him. Would you close your eyes for just a moment and around this room, very little stirring around if possible. I just want to ask this question. If you're in here today, young, middle-aged, a little seasoned, <laughs> you like how I said that? And you don't know Christ as your Savior, as your Lord. If he's not living in you, if you haven't fully surrendered to him this morning, right now, in this moment, can I just see your hand if you're saying, you know what, that stops today. That changes right now. I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. Yes, ma'am, I see your hand. How many others would just join and say, that's, that's me. P Pastor, would you pray for me this morning in this time? Any others that says, I need Christ to come into my heart and my life. I need him to lead my life, to, to cover my sins and cleanse me and change me. Any, anyone else? Thank you. Yes. Anyone else? Maybe you're in here right now and you say, you know what? When it comes down to it, and I didn't share this verse, but I've, I've been ashamed of the gospel. Jesus boldly said to us, if you're ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you in front of my Father. We don't want to be ashamed. We want Jesus to light a fire inside of us that's burning so bright we couldn't dare keep it to ourselves. How many of you in this room would say, you know what, Pastor, that's where I'm at in my life. I've been timid. I've been backwards. I've, I've been shy. I've been holding it in. I've been, I've been wrestling with it. I've been disqualifying myself, but no more. 
From this day forward, I'm going to look for, I'm going to pray for opportunities. I'm going to seek God for opportunities to speak up and speak out and speak to the people around me about the love of Jesus that I know in my life. Would you just raise your hands and say, Pastor, I make that declaration today. I make that pledge today. Yes, ma'am. Yes. I should be a lot more hands than's going up right now. Anybody else that'll join these and say, yes, that's me. Yes, sir. Yes. Anybody else? Yes. Thank you. Thank you. As a matter of fact, I want you to make a bold step in your life right now. Forget the raising of hands, but if that's you right now and you're declaring to God, today I begin this new journey of speaking out about you, Lord, of declaring who you are and how good you are and all that you have for everybody else. And whether you raised your hand or didn't, but God's stirring something in your heart right now through the Holy Spirit, would you just come and stand with me right here at the front of this church? This is going to be your first bold step in making that happen in your life on a regular basis. Can I, can I have you join me right now? Come on. Come on. Don't hold back. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Come on. It's your time. It's your moment. This is your day to start something brand new in your life with God's help. How many others? This altar should literally be full of people this morning. Should literally be full of of people gathered around saying, yes, this is what I'm going to do. Would you come and join these that have already made this step? Come on. Come on. I want you guys to just come and stand right here with me at the front here, this blue rug that, that are down here. And if God's dealing with your heart and you're fighting it, I want you to get up from your seat right now, make your way down here now and overcome that. I want our, our, our team to come and those of you that feel led to pray with and for these folks to, to make your way down right now. But still, I believe in my heart of hearts, there's more of you that should be down here. So I'm gonna give about another minute not to try to force anything, but it's just something stirring in my life that's saying more people need to take a bold step in this manner. So, so another minute we're going to give. We're not in a big, big hurry for you to come and be a part of this prayer time. Would you come now? Anybody else? Would you come now? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Bless your name, Jesus. Don't walk out the door missing what God has for you this morning in this way. Everybody stand to your feet. I'm going to give about 20 more seconds left in that minute. If anybody else wants to come and stand right here with these, make your way down right now. In about 12 seconds, if not, we're praying over these folks. We're going to worship God with all of our hearts. They're going to leave change people. About five more seconds. Four. Lord, we thank you for who you are, that you saved us. Every one of us who call you Lord and Savior, you paid that price for everyone who will receive, for everyone who will come. God, thank you for loving us that much. And right now, Father, I thank you for calling us to your salvation, Lord. This young lady who raised her hand and now she's here. God, be real to her. Come into her heart and life. Change her from the inside out. and Let her know how much you love and care for her as you already have throughout this service. I believe that, Lord. That's what drew her to you this morning, that she responded because of your great love. And you're drawing her to your heart, God. 
And now, Lord, she's being transformed by the power of the resurrected Savior, Jesus Christ, our King. Thank you for that, Lord. And thank you for those who dared to make a stand, who dared to step out and dared to come forward, God, and are saying with their lives, you know what? It's going to change from this day forward, God. We're going to be different people. We're going to make those bold stands. We're going to stand up for Christ because he stood up for us 2,000 plus years ago. We'll never be the same from this moment forward. I thank you for those who came after the fact and who said, you know what? I'm not going to sit back in my chair. I'm not going to stand in my place, God. I'm going to make that step as you made your step towards me. God, you come running towards us, running for us, God, running after us, Jesus. And I thank you for that, that we're going to take those opportunities to speak and proclaim and declare the truth of who you are to a lost world around us. Lord, give us those opportunities on a regular basis. And God, give us the wisdom and discernment to take those steps, God, to respond in that way and to give to those around us who are in desperate need. God, set a fire in our hearts for you through worship right now as we sing this out together and declare your goodness. Thanks for tuning in to this week's message. For more information, you can go to connectionschurch.church or follow us on Facebook and Instagram.